<clears throat> Always gentle. Hey, hey, hey. We're back again for another episode with Phil and Pete. Conversations with Phil and Pete. We actually have our guest here today. Uh, his name's Roger. Roger Baker. He is actually running for the New Mexico Senate District 36. And like I said before, I do have my buddy Pete. Um, he's mm-hmm. down. He's down here. Down here somewhere. I think he's right there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Roger over here, which is pretty cool. Um, what's up, Pete? What's up, Roger? Not much. Um, yeah, Roger. So yeah, thank you for coming on, Roger. We've known you for a while. Phil gave us a little official intro, but Roger, first off, I want to say you look good. That's good. I want to say you look good. And how you been, man? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a lot better than when we worked together. Um, I had my bariatric surgery last May, and I'm down eh, right around 100 pounds. Ooh, awesome. So, yeah, I got a lot more to go, but you know, you gotta start somewhere, and you can you tell. Man. Somewhere. You know, you can tell. How do you feel with that 100 pounds off of you, Roger? Oh man, I can walk. I can. I can. Uh, it's. Other than the cold, it's a lot easier. For, I don't. I, I don't breathe so heavy, and, and uh, I just feel better. I do. I still have some other physical problems, like a bad back, and uh, they, I was able to finally get an MRI done on it. So uh, uh, I've, I've got a couple screwed up discs down in the lower part of my back. I'm getting physical therapy for it, but. Well, well yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense being big for a while. You know, me being a big guy, I've definitely had some of my health problems myself. My right. wife, uh, my wife, uh, she had the same type of surgery. She looks great now. You know, she's lost about 130 pounds, 140 pounds. Wow, she's, great. Yeah, she's killing it too. You know, um, it's definitely a healthy way to go. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, tool. Man, you look good. You look great, Roger. You really do. Yeah. It's a tool. It's not, it's not, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to plug this a little bit before we get into the other stuff, but it is not a quick fix scheme. And I bet you, you know, I know your wife can attest to that, but I've gotten some responses from people that, that say, Oh, you're just no willpower. It's not about willpower. It's about the body finally not being able to, to metabolize. So mm-hmm. this is one way to help it. Uh, you know, if you have other problems to get it fixed. So it makes well sense. Yeah, 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 very well said. Hell yeah, perfect sense. Uh, and it worked for you, like I said. You look good, and if you feel good, shit. That's what. That's all that matters. Yeah, um, And so, just a little bit. It was awesome to see you yesterday. You know, really quick, just about that. You know, yeah. before we get into a little bit, I kind of turned to one of my employees, and we looked at each other, and he was like, "Is this a Trump rally?" <laughs> it, it wasn't a Trump rally. It was a Dona era. Republican Party meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a monthly meeting every month for the Dona Anna for Republican Party, uh, where we have speakers or we talk about what's going on in the the Republican Party in Dona Anna. Um, I'm more conservative than Republican uh, because I mean I don't agree with everything Republican. I'm not this staunch anti everything Republican that a lot of people imagine. I'm more conservative. With a slight liberal side to me, very slight, but I am slightly liberal on certain things. Mm-hmm. So, well, 
I mean, I was taking a look at the card, you know, the card you gave me. We're gonna we're, we'll be posting a picture of this up, you know, to help you out. But you know, this is awesome. You gave me this card yesterday. The very first thing that stuck out to me, of course, is your name, New Mexico. But like the focus, you know, you put a focus on there: constitution, right. education, jobs, veterans. Right. Why in that order? And why 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 did you put that out there like that? It's not any particular order. I mean, there's a lot of things that are important to me. Um, I mean, by far, vets are really important to me, you know, because sure. being a Navy veteran, being a vet. of course, you know. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Constitution, though. I swore oath back in 1980 when I joined the Navy uh, to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Um, you know, and uh, what I see is that there are people out there from both sides again, uh, but mostly from the left side who today are not the liberals of when I was growing up, the JFK, the, you know, liberal, the left, the leftists like that, you know, the, the, the early, or I don't even know what it changed to be honest with you. Um, what you mean though? I do. You know, now it's more, they want government to control everything. They want to take away rights. Uh, and what people don't realize is that the rights build upon each other, you know, uh, when, and, and I, you're probably going to ask me about the SB or the gun thing, like mm-hmm. you mentioned in your message. So why don't we just jump right into that? Yeah, New, Mexico, New Mexico right now, the legislature is up in, up in Santa Fe voting on what they call SB five. It's the, it's a red flag law. Mm-hmm. It's totally unconstitutional. And the reason why, Sorry, something just spoke to me. <laughs> my phone. Uh, the reason why it's unconstitutional is, one, it violates the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment says the right of the people. Now, I know everybody say, but it's militia and all that. No, the right of the people to, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, saying that, felons should not have guns. Domestic abusers should not have guns. Uh, along those lines. You know, because those are the people that are, are making lawful gun owners like me look bad. The other thing it violates, though, is it violates the Fourth Amendment, your Fifth Amendment, and your Sixth Amendment rights. Your uh, illegal search and seizure. Your your um, right to not incriminate yourself in a fair trial. And my mind just went blank on the six. I'd have to look it up again real quick. But it does violate those amendments. Plus, it, it violates the 14th Amendment. So by saying that, you know, uh, the bill does not, it, it, it assumes you guilty before innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you want somebody coming and saying you're guilty and having to prove your innocence? Or would you rather have somebody have to prove your guilt than you have to prove your innocence? No, I'm with you. You just, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you. And and just so that everybody's aware, you know, right wow. now the, the the it's called labeled the SP five. Is that what it's labeled? It's right SP, SBs, uh, uh, Senate Senate Bill five, okay. and there's actually H uh, House Bill eight, which they combined. They did a resolution that the uh, Democrats in Santa Fe, and I, I, yes, unfortunately, there's labels. Um, I, I've kind of get gotten my tail reamed by people saying we should divide, but anyways. <laughs> um, 
the Democrats came in late with SB or the SB five bill and dropped it without giving any updates to people to comment on or to you know no talk to their representatives about or try to talk to the representatives uh, who voted for it. You know, let the will of the people be known. Right. So, uh, but I have a current copy of the bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that so everybody can understand who who listens uh, to it. What is the bill going to do exactly? What is it that they're targeting with this bill? And then, real quick, to real quick, uh, Roger okay. and Pete, I found that Sixth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment grants criminal defendants the right to a speedy and public trial by impartial jury consisting mm-hmm. of jurors. Right. So okay. just just so everyone knows, that's what the Sixth okay. Amendment was. Right. Okay. Um, okay. What. The, the SB5, and we don't know what the, what is the law other than the law is going to be other than the fact it's called the emergency red flag or yeah emergency red flag protection law or something like that. Um, what it is supposed to help with is people like the we'll take for example the shooter in Walmart in San or in El Paso here uh-huh. uh, last year. Uh-huh. His mother kept calling the police and calling the police saying that, you know, she was worried about him having guns. So then, you know, you're supposed to be able to call up and they go and take your guns away. But if you're not a criminal, who's to say that an ex-girlfriend can't do that or a mother-in-law can't do that? Anybody. Or an ex-mother-in-law that can't do anybody, that. Anybody. Yeah, anybody. A bad ex-mother-in-law. I'm sorry? Yeah. I said anybody could do that at that point. Right. And the law that the way they have it right now says that pretty much anybody can do that to you. Now, it, 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 it you know, people tell you it's only certain people, but it's not. I've read the bill, and if anybody wants to read the bill, it's not hard. Go to nmlegis.gov and look up SB5. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that way, you know. People have to read the laws. People have to read what's really going on. Don't just take one side of it. You don't have to take my side of it, for example. You know, go look at the actual bill. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, want to, I want to impress upon people. That's important. Instead of just voting from what you hear from one side or, or believing what you hear from one side, mm-hmm. learn. Educate yourself. No, I love it. No, you're right. And I think that's what a lot of individuals lack whenever it comes to topics like this or when they try to speak on topics like this. Right. You know, and and that's even one of the, you know, that's also one of the main reasons I wanted you on, too, is to get to get a side of it, you know, because yeah. um, me thoroughly not understanding it before. I understand it a little bit better now and what right. the bill does. And. So, I mean, theoretically speaking, the bill the bill says right now is that anybody can call on somebody, right? And and that gun can be potentially picked up. You can be picked up. I mean, what? Not you necessarily picked. No, not you necessarily picked up. What they'll do come with the, what the the police or the sheriff's department will do is they'll come knock on your door. I got this thing saying that you're a danger. You yelled at somebody. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know I'm being a little dramatical here, but that's, that's true. basically it. And we're co- we're here to get your guns, so we're going to come in your house and we're going to search your house and take all your guns. Wow! Doesn't matter how many you have, and then you have 15 days to respond, 
to the courts to try to get your guns back. But unlike a crime, unlike a crime, you have to pay for your own attorney. Yeah. That's crazy. And if, if the judge decides that you're still in danger, they can keep your guns for up to a year at a time. Now, you know, people don't want their stuff taken away. They don't have they don't have to compensate you for it. Even our even our uh, uh, our uh, eminent eminent domain laws require the government to pay for you for your property. Yeah. So in this case, they don't. So if I have ten thousand dollars worth of guns, which I don't, <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> um, but if I had ten thousand dollars worth of guns, I'm out ten grand. I'm out the money it costs to defend myself for something that I have to prove my innocence on. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. You know, and the people and and legislators aren't telling the people these little facts. And now they added in more language that the sheriff's departments. We have uh, out of thirty-three counties. I think it's 33 or 32 counties. Like, I'm still learning all this this political stuff. I'm brand new this. I love it. Um, all but three counties are gun sanctuary counties. So what the Dems did is they threw in another uh, amendment saying that if the sheriffs don't follow through with this law, that the sheriffs can then be sued up to $2 million. Well, who pays for that? Or taxpayers, yeah. Taxpayers, of course. Golly. And by the way, the, the, the authors of the bill in the House and the author of the bill in the Senate are both uh, lawyers who work in this field, uh, per, uh, personal injury lawyers. So to me, um, it seems kind of like a conflict of interest. Definitely, yeah, they're 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 putting in the ability to 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 have tort actions against county sheriffs, and then they're going to get paid possibly to, you know, try these cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a ticket. It's an opening for them. Yeah, it's a yeah. big opening. Big opening. Yeah. And this so so not only can they take your guns away. They can hold them, and then you got to pay for defense yourself. Right, and then you, and then still at that, it's left in somebody else's hands that your guns can still be held. Right, and then the other thing included too is is y'all knew, y'all know what the uh, NICS system is, right? And we, the, don't. No, no, we don't. We don't. Background check system. The FBI. Well, oh. they use it around the country. Yeah, when you want to purchase a gun at a gun store, that's or what they use. That's what I've heard of. from a dealer. You have to do a gun background check. Okay. Mm-hmm. If your name's listed on that NICS system, a lot of times you'll get uh, uh, denied the purchase. Well, with this, they put your name in the system right away. Oh, wow. And and I was talking with uh, Tony Sheriff, uh, Tony Mace, or Sheriff Tony Mace, I'm sorry, out of Cibolo uh, County last night while he was at the. the the meeting we were, I was at, mm-hmm. and you know, he said, and he was saying, it is very hard once you get into that system to get your name taken out of it. And there's no law in 
there's no mandatory federal law that states have to put like felons and domestic abusers and all that in there. Even if we have laws like in New Mexico or, or federal laws where felons and domestic abusers have to be in the system. Yikes. So the, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Continue, please. Please. Yeah, please. Learning. Yeah, we're just I learning over here. We're just in shock. Be- it's just that the, the, your name going on there, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the possibilities. I mean, because, I mean, one thing that I've always wanted to do is is purchase a firearm. And right. I've held myself, I'm waiting for my son to mature a little bit, you know, right. but I've always, I've always wanted to purchase one. And just like the responsibility, because then now it's got me thinking, well, shit, if I meet some, not saying I'm going to meet some crazy bitch, but if some crazy person runs upon me, you know, and, and they just say I have a gun. Somebody can come in, search my house, take my piece, right. and then hold my piece. And if my name goes on a list, I can't buy another piece after that. Exactly. It'll be hard to get another piece. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, I think of hunters and I think of just people who shoot recreationally, you know, like they're, they get the shit under the stick. I mean, if you're a gun owner, you got to walk on thin ice. That's what it's like. Basically, yeah. Or you don't even have to walk on thin ice. I mean, if like, like you know, let's say, and hopefully this never happens to you guys, or you know, like you, Phil, you get divorced, and your mother-in-law hates you after you leave her daughter, and you have a gun, and they call up the police and, and make up a story, and everybody sticks to it, and they swear that that you were you were, you know, this person, you know. Even though you haven't yelled at anybody, you haven't walked, you know, you have you've lived a normal life. They can Sam. take you're pretty they, much my liberty after that. Take yeah. it all after that. Yeah, yeah and then put your name on that list and then yeah. you're fucked, you know, and that that's the biggest thing. It's like everything that comes afterwards, you know. Me, we and Phil have done podcasts on, you know, when people get popped with felonies when they shouldn't, you know, how badly it affects them down the road. And right. It's just it's just one of those things. Everything fucking afterwards, um, right. and this is what's set in place right now, Roger. It's not a law yet. It's uh, the houses. The way they do it is that this, they what they did is they combined the bills. Like I said, the SB five and the HB eight, they combined them and then they approved them in the Senate. Now it has to go back to the House, which it's being heard in only one committee today. Where by House rules, it's supposed to be heard in two committees, and they're supposed to have public speaking on the, on the bills, oh. and they're not doing that, from what I understand. Or it's only like 30, 30 minutes or something like that. And you know, there's thirty sheriffs. They're going to drive all the way from all over New Mexico in this kind of weather to only get one minute to speak about how unconstitutional this stuff is. That's a load of shit. That is. That's crazy. So, you know, I'm for the Constitution. I'm for your freedom of speech. I'm for the, your, your right to keep and bear arms. I'm for not quartering uh, military in your house during peacetime, which is the Third third Amendment. I'm for your Fourth Amendment, your Fifth Amendment, your Sixth Amendment. I'm for all the amendments, particularly your Bill of Rights, the original mm-hmm. Ten Amendments that, that made this country. You know, we have other amendments which... I don't agree with maybe as much, but because I swore an oath, I will defend those. 
there's things in the first there's things that people do with their first amendment rights that I don't agree with. Yeah, of course. Burning flags, uh, you know, burning Bibles, things like that. But the Supreme Court says they can do it. So therefore I have to, you know, I don't support it, but I can defend it. We can defend it. Now I'm with you. So did that whole Kaepernick shit drive you up the wall? Yes, it did. (laughs) It did? I I buried my father this last year in June, a month after my surgery. Sorry, Roger. Yeah, sorry. And uh, he was a 34-year Navy veteran, served in Vietnam, um, and then all over the world. And they put a cast. They put a flag over his casket. My stepmom got the flag. Mm-hmm. And until somebody who's actually received one of those flags, whether it's from losing a family member to war, or to an accident, or just somebody who served as long as like my father did, mm-hmm. they don't understand. And there are some vets that that say, "Well, it's no big deal." It's like, yeah, no, you're wrong. It is a big deal. Because that blood on that flag, when it's laid over a coffin, represents the blood of my brothers and sisters throughout our history as Americans have bled and will bleed in the future. So, yeah. Yes. No, I, I like it. I like I like what you say, you know, and it's always good to get a, another ear on it. And, you know, my condolences again about, about your father. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that the flag has it. It has it has a meaning to yeah. people, and depending on your meaning will depend on your actions and how you feel towards it. You know, right? And let me say, it, let me say ahead. this real quick though. Um, Kaepernick has the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what really ticked me off though was that he was doing it at work. He is paid to play football. If he didn't want to honor the flag, he could have stayed in the locker room. You know, like any of the other ones, Rapido, all the other ones, they can stay in the locker rooms. They don't have to disrespect the flag. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's not disrespectful, but they keep changing their tune. It's not disrespectful. Well, they're 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 uh, disrespecting Trump, not the flag. It's about police brutality. It's about this. It's about that. It's about make up your mind. Stick to mm-hmm. one thing. No, you're right. Uh, when you're, yeah, when you're I right. you to play football, which I do when I watch it, or when I watched it, I'm not watching you. I'm not there to watch you kneel and disrespect the flag. I'm watching you actually play football. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's the media has so much to do with it too, man. So I mean, much. To geez, do with I mean, while we're trying to watch the moments of you know of the national anthem, you know, the media is just focusing these networks. Not blaming it all on the networks. I mean, understandable. You got to keep the TV rolling, and yeah. I know that's what's going to keep the TV rolling. But I think they had so much to do with it, and it was just it was blown out of proportion. I like the the how the way you said it. I, I like it. He did it at work. You know, he had a big enough platform. I think me personally, where he could have done it not at work, like Correct. social media. Right. Social media is fucking big these days. You know, if you don't. If you don't run across or get a message across on social media, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. You know and that's I mean? why, you know, when, when you came up to me last night, that's why you said, I watch on my podcast. And I said, well, what the heck? Why not? <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm out here. 
I mean, you know, it's good practice for me too. Yeah, yeah. Interviews are coming, Roger. It's not just us. There's going to be a lot more interviews coming your way. Oh, thanks. Now I'm scared to death. Not kidding. <laughs> hey, but I want—I wanted to ask you why—why okay. why all of a sudden with the politics? Yeah, that's a good question. My dad belonged to every veterans organization in Las Cruces, here in Las Cruces. Um, he did things for the community. I'm looking at New Mexico. I'm sitting behind my keyboard. And all I'm doing is, you know, typing, 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 typing. Where's that going to get me? Um, I was at the Republican meeting, and they said they had no run, nobody to run against my opponent. And my opponent is a Democrat, of course. And he's one of those that's voting for all these laws. And um, I thought about it, prayed about it overnight. Um, and I said, something I got to do. I got to, you know, I got to do something for this community. I can't sit here in Las Cruces and not do anything. I got to carry on the family tradition like my dad did. Yeah. This is the way I can do it. Awesome. That is awesome. I love it. Um, it's really good stuff. And that's awesome to hear about your dad, you know, being part of all the organizations, all the veteran organizations here around town. That's that's pretty cool to hear. Um, how old was your dad when he when he passed? Oh gosh, he was uh, eighty seven, getting ready to turn eighty eight. I mean, he lived a full life. The hardest part was the last year and a half of his life was um, he broke his hip. Two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen, something like that. And uh, they fixed it, and he went through therapy, and he was able to get around. And then, for some reason, the the glue in the between the bone and the the replacement wore out, Ooh. or deteriorated, or whatever. Yeah. So his hip started doing all this, and he had to use a walker. And so they went and replaced the 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 old hip. They replaced the replacement, um, up in uh, Rio Rancho, uh, year before last, about midway through the year. Um, when they did that, when he got out of surgery, he kind of started going downhill. So they gave him a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. He got better. They sent him to, they sent him to therapy again. And then when he came back to Cruces with my stepmom, he was in the hospital starting out about every six to eight weeks for a couple of days. And then they send him home with an infection. He'd get pneumonia or he'd get this or oh, he'd get wow. that. You know, he stopped eating. He stopped drinking anything, um, and uh, and this continued on. And then it slowly got closer and closer. And then um, June, right after my, he actually the night of my surgery, he was in the hospital down up here in Las Cruces. I had my surgery down in El Paso at the mm-hmm. Army base. Or yeah, William Beaumont. Um, so. He was in the hospital. They sent him home, and then he went back in the hospital again. And then they sent him to uh, uh, Casa del Sol, and he'd get a little bit better. He'd get worse. He'd get a little bit better. He'd get worse, and then finally, he just his body just gave up. Damn, you know he he fought. He fought like sounds like he's fighting, fighting like crazy. He Told fought you. like crazy, yeah. And it just it's one of the hardest things to watch is your parent 
you know, go through that. Yeah, it know? is. So I would imagine, and that's one thing that I I had always feared. I mean, I lost my mom in this December of eighteen. You know, yeah. but she passed. She just bad heart. You know, just kind of gave way. Yeah. So, you know, with both, I've had you know, I've had friends who've had to, who have watched you know their their parent just basically deteriorate with yeah. time. Just, but it's their body, it's their their spirit, just trying to keep going. You know, yeah. but it just does so much to them. Well, you know, it was it was awesome to hear about your dad. You know, and it's awesome to hear the inspiration. You know, uh, that that he had given you. What do you want to with the, the change here though locally, like? You know, what's something you want to see change here locally real big, Roger? I want to see us get rid of the identity politics. Honestly. Mm, yeah, very interesting. Elaborate. Elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> identity politics. Sounds- There's a lot of cards being thrown out nowadays uh, that aren't and it's by again by both sides, and I, you know, it's both sides. But there's a lot of identity politics involved now. Um, example: I'm for legal immigration. You've met my wife, Pete, mm-hmm. Filipina, brown as can be. <laughs> I'm a racist supposedly because I support legal immigration. No, I support legal immigration because I've gone through it. I did things the legal way. We are a, a law, a, a land of a land of laws, not a land of just do whatever you want, True. you know. And True. so I've been labeled racist for that. I've been labeled Nazi for that. I've been labeled all kinds of things. Wow! You know, there's That's good crazy. liberals out there. There's bad liberals out there. There's good Republicans out there. There's bad Republicans out there. And we need to get away from that. We need to get away from the identity politics of calling everybody names and start actually talking. Get people engaged in the community. I love it. Yeah, are you on the Las Las Cruces Community Watch uh, page there, Pete? I am. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know it's been a little while, but for a while there we were seeing uh, shootings every night Mm -hmm. or shots fired every night. Yeah. You're right. You know, things like that. We've got to get, we've got to start policing our own neighborhoods. We've got to start talking to our neighbors. We've got to start appreciating the people that live here and doing something for the community and not elect these people that go in this county, the county uh, commissioner's office or city hall or whatever that have an agenda just for their side. Mm. And that's what I that's yeah. what I see for my part. You know. So I like I like the message. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm behind you because at the end of the day, I think communication is what we all lack. You right. Know? And, it, and I think if we were to just go back to old school, you know, where we could all work together and and communicate a little bit better, I think things would be a lot easier, you know. And it, right. it's well said. Well well said on your end. It's it's good to hear that that's your point of view. I mean, because I would have thought you're right. Identity politics, um, as like I would, I kind of shared with you last night. I would have thought me and you had completely opposing views, you know. <laughs> but hearing you out, yeah, you know. But hearing you out, that's kind of one thing I wanted to tell. I told Phil is like, you know, I wanted to hear you out and see where you stand. Yeah. And you know, it's me and you land on the same page. You know, I'm I'm for 
I'm for everybody keeping their AR-15. Phil says people don't need our AR-15s, but you know that's just you know that's just us and that's just me, you know. Um, but it was it was it's really good to hear your end of it. Uh, uh, How is this? Um, and you're running for this uh, Senate district, so is that for here locally? Is there, there's uh, I think there's like five Senate seats local for mm-hmm. the New Mexico State Senate. Um, the way they have it zoned, I mean, you can kind of see my map here. I'm the I'm the white part there, but this is just my part. But the way they got the zones real weird. But there's about five seats, oh, are are that we need to contest. Try to get people in that want to not raise taxes, make New Mexico great, work for jobs, work for education. And in education, we need to get rid of Common Core. We need to get the feds out of uh, out of um, state. Yes. Education. I, yes. The Department of Education wasn't made till 1979. I got out of high school in 1980. And I'm going to put this out there right now so somebody doesn't think they got a one-up on me. I did not graduate. I got my GED shortly afterwards so I could join the Navy. I didn't graduate because of my home life, not because of lack of teaching or lack of my learning, uh, lack of learning ability. When I was in the Navy, I scored pretty high in almost all my classes. So when I took training, whatever training I took, I was up there. So, you know, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of conversations. I'm not afraid of my past because we have all done stupid shit. Unlike Bill Clinton, I did inhale when I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) My man. Right. I mean, you know, um, I have opinions on on medical marijuana versus legalizing marijuana and and it's 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 basically more because of what I've seen from cities. I, I totally agree with medical marijuana because it ha- does help veterans. So therefore it's got to help p- other people with PTSD who haven't gotten it through being in the service or whatever and that does happen to people. Um Legalizing marijuana, I'm for it as far as it's really no different than alcohol, but because it's as because it's not legal nationwide, um, there's still federal penalties. And if you even look at Colorado, it's like for every dollar that Colorado makes, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Phil, but uh, for every dollar Colorado makes, they spend about four or five dollars in government. Yep. So they're actually losing money versus making money through legal Correct. Uh, recreational marijuana. Correct. You're right. And part of that is one legal marijuana. He's, and you know, our friend, you know who I'm talking about. Pete had the medical marijuana card. And this friend of ours would, would only be able to go down and buy legal marijuana every once in a while. Because of the cost, you know, other than that, they're still buying black market weed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help us. It doesn't, you know, and, it's uh, expensive. and, and, and my, my feelings come from that also is because, I mean, let me, let me, those are my meds. Whoa. Whoa. And, those are, and that's not, I was on more meds before I had my surgery. 
Jeez. What's the difference? Right. Jeez, the big thing for me, though, is, is like alcohol, we need to focus on the smoking and driving. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> you know, we don't want people getting killed. And I know a lot of people don't. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, a lot less violence happens with people who smoke marijuana than out, drink alcohol. That's true. It, it, the regular people. I'm not talking about dealers and all that, but and I'm probably going to get some crap for this from from you know anybody who's more conservative. But oh well, you know it's my opinion, and until we can figure out a way to to do it where it it actually helps and protects people, then unfortunately I am against recreational marijuana. Well said. And not because of my personal beliefs my, my, or anything like that. It's because for the public safety, we have to we have to do that. We have to take care of public safety first. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I think if it, if everybody just jumped on board with all 50 states, it was like, all right, it's legal there. I think it would be fine. But piece by piece, since everybody's legalized it slowly but surely, that's what's causing it. I mean, if we if we did the same with chocolate, people would go nuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> look, look, at, look at back in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds with prohibition. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, prohibition. That's the perfect, yeah, yeah, perfect yeah. one. Perfect. Um, this is um, so. How does the voting work? Just because so we can come up wrapping up to an end here. Okay. Um, because we're, we're definitely going to get you back up because we want to follow up with you. But sure. tell us a couple, a little bit about, about this. How do people find you? Um, where can they get a hold of you and so forth? Well, you've got my card. My my campaign phone number's on the card. On the back of the card are links to my, my Facebook uh, campaign page, my, uh, my web page. Um, which is not real fancy because my brother's doing it for me and I don't have any uh, money right now. And by law, mm-hmm. that's where it's got to stay until for a while. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Twitter as well. I hope, huh? Your Twitter as well Twitter, is on there. And Twitter, my Twitter campaign account. Twitter. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, and I hope that, I hope, talking about the money thing was in a campaign finance issue because I don't want, I want to do this above board. I want to be totally legal. Yeah. I don't want to be one of those. And I don't want to be a politician. I want to be a statesman like our forefathers wanted us to be. Oh, yeah. And that's why on my card, if you look, it says a government for the people, by the people and of the people. A quote from Abraham Lincoln back during the Gettysburg Address. Yes. That's where we need to get back to. Mm, that is awesome. That is well. Awesome. That's awesome to hear, Roger. We're definitely on your side here, and I'm glad we can give you, a, you know, some time to talk about it. And thanks for sharing your. First off, thanks for sharing your stories with us about your dad. That's awesome sure. to hear. Hear the inspiration, and um, awesome to hear your point of views. We're definitely on your side. I'm on your side here. I want to see. Side too. The, I want to see this place grow too. We don't want to leave Crucis anytime now. And if we go anywhere, we would go up north. If anything. But if we're gonna stay anywhere, we're gonna stay here, and and I'm definitely on your side there for sure, Roger. So um, I'm gonna let y'all close it out. But I wanted to say I wanted to say thank you for Roger for joining us. Thank you again. We appreciate it. You look good. I'll let thank Phil and you all close it out. Thank you for this, asking. Me. Appreciate of it. Of course, Roger. You're all good. Uh, everybody, this was another uh, another conversation with Phil and Pete. 
You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can always never catch Beat on Instagram because he's horrible at it. But, Roger, again, thank you. Um, you look great, and thanks for talking to us, man. Peace. Oh, my God.